Hey folks, it's episode 20 of Biomast, and really appreciate you joining us tonight on the stream or uh, pulling us up on iTunes in the next 24. So, uh, <laughs> Sarai is helping me out remember it's episode 20. Because, by the way, just so everybody's tracking, I'm absolutely horrendous at remembering the, uh, the episode num numbers. So, the guys have to continually ping me on it before we start the show. Uh, but we, we've got a, a few folks on. Uh, we've got our, our normal CPM crew with uh, Sarai and Iron Wolf. Uh, we've got SMB in tonight and Pokey, and we might have a, another Dust Media guy hopping on here in a little bit if we can pull him in the channel. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and start with some intros. Iron Wolf. This is Iron Wolf Saber with CPM Zero. Nice to see you all. Awesome, brother. Uh, Pokey. I'm Pokey Draven, CEO of OSG Planetary Operations and a co-host here on Biomast. Cool. And Sir Manboy. Yep, this is uh, Sir Manboy, one of the directors for Molon Labe, who I am proud to announce just became the all-time leader in war points for Dust514 and a member of CPM1. Well played, good sir. And let's see, Sarizel. Yeah, I'm Sarizel. I am uh, the sick and crippled uh, co-host of Biomast, uh, also a CPM1 member and leader of the Top Men Alliance. And I am Jason Larrison. I'm also a member of OSG Planetary Operations and on the uh, dust side. And on the east side, I do fly with some folks. And uh, I'll probably be changing corps here by the time we do our next show. And I'll let you guys know about that. Uh, actually, great news about that. Uh, by the way, SMB, I didn't catch that, that you'd already bumped up on the leaderboards. Uh, good good on you. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Any, anytime a logic bro climbs up something on the uh, on some kind of board, I'm, I'm a big fan because usually we're nowhere near <laughs> we're nowhere near anything on that. Uh, so tonight we've got a uh, kind of a mixed bag of topics. It's a little bit a little bit of a lull uh, right now with dust, but that doesn't mean there's always there's not something good to talk about. There's always a little bit of nuggets here and there that we can kind of go into. Uh, tonight we'll talk a little bit about uh, kind of CPM one going goings on. And uh, there's a little bit of information that I think the Iron Wolf and the guys are going to drop on us about some of the, the rebalanced numbers, or at least the next iteration of numbers coming out uh, for the hotfix. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, a lot of goings on in the Twitter sphere, so we'll, we'll have a little fun with that. Uh, folks getting on Twitter, folks maybe you know posting some things that were maybe maybe not not a good idea to post. Uh, but we, we, those are probably some of the key things we'll talk about. And I think Pokey just teed up something that's a great idea that uh, we'll probably start as a weekly um, sort of a weekly nerd out session, which is going to be a fit of the week. And we'll let Pokey think about that one for a little while. Since he pinged it up in Skype, we're going to let him run with it towards the end of the show. So I'll give him, give him a little bit to think about it. Uh, but like I said, we'll, well, let's dive right in and I'll turn this over to uh, Iron Wolf, SMB, and Zell. And uh, how's it going for the uh, CPM1 this week, guys? Well, this week, uh, CCP Artidy has us really busy. We're helping out with the initial set of numbers, uh, helping them with our community feedback, and um, fitting the intended goals and designs for um, Hotfix Delta on many subjects that are listed in the um, initial narrative. Hmm. Okay, so it's more along the lines of, uh, so you're fleshing out things for the the upcoming hotfix, is that is that accurate in terms of Lisa framework? Uh, more like laying down the foundation to start with. Okay, okay. all right. Pretty soon you guys will actually get to see the more, more closer to final numbers and be able to comment on that and be able to work with that entirely. So now I did have a quick question for you guys, and and... and after you guys get done, if there's anything else you want to talk about with the CPM, I was wondering if you could kind of uh, 
give us a little bit of insight on how you see the hot fixes building on each other, uh, you know, like in a, in an integrated fashion, uh, you know, from your purchase. I'm very curious to see that if they're actually, if there's actually, if you think there's that, it looks like there's actually like a, a longer or mid range plan on how to do the hot fixes. So, uh, I'd really be keen to hear that guys. Well, I believe it's a three, it's a three, there's three different feeds going into the um, hot fixes uh, as it, as it is. Basically, it's um, using numbers. Um, there's CCP Rattati's an analyst and he loves his numbers. So anytime when he looks at the market and sees a very major outlier, he wants to wonder why it's, why it's such an outlier in terms of either usage, deaths, or um, how many kills it's making before it finally gets killed. And from there, we also throw in community input, things that the community has been always complaining about and wish, wish things were better. Uh, a great example of that was the nanite injectors, which have always been like considered fairly useless, and now that they're getting a shield buff, yay. That is actually pretty cool. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of us are really excited about that. Um, I can tell you that... Uh... Myself and my other Logi brethren on the CPM one, especially so. But uh, yeah, that was a piece of equipment that definitely was not getting the love that it deserved in the community. And I think just the very activity of picking people up with injectors was actually frowned upon by large portions of the community as well. And I think this is going to go a long way towards reversing that trend and sort of changing the attitudes about its usage. Well, yeah, you know, from a basic mechanical standpoint, if you think about it, like uh, if a large percentage of, or a sizable percentage of suits are shield based. And even if you bring them back with 80% armor, you're, you're running like a Wirakomi or something like that. They're really, you know, your, your survivability once you stand up and get your bearings is, is still pretty low unless the area is totally clear. So, I mean, I, I totally understand where they're coming from. You know, I'm, I'm, I always run with a nanite injector and I generally will run at a minimum of advanced and often proto because I found that you, you can use them if you're smart. Um, now, the interesting thing I'd say about nanite injectors, and this is where I channel my inner Appia, the, uh, uh, if they're used either A, maliciously, or B, with the best of intentions, but with bad situational awareness, they can be an incredibly frustrating thing. So I understand where they're coming from, but I do think that uh, uh, reviving shields and armor at an equal rate is probably going to be a, uh, a boon to their, to their usage over time. Absolutely. And you have to consider, too, experiences are going to vary greatly. I think Appia plays a lot of scouts, so, you know, her chances of surviving, you know, any kind of fire after a pickup are going to be much less than a heavy or even a medium frame. So, um, you know, it's going to it's going to improve for everybody. But certainly, I think uh, the, the more HP that you have in your suit, the, the bigger the buff is going to feel to you as, as the game plays on. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're totally legit on that one. Then finally, the third feed is from the hotfixes itself. We look at what the hotfix has done, what it's done to change player behaviors, and um, go from there. Usually, sometimes it's um we didn't didn't do enough, or sometimes we overdid it. Case in point, the burst HMG was a case of overdoing. The, the what was? I'm sorry. The burst HMG. All right. Okay. So we're about. To, I, I have a sinking suspicion we're about to fall into the trap of like. I have just now skilled into a new role, the heavy. <laughs> I have heard everybody tell me that the burst HMG is the way to go. I get into the burst HMG with a not insignificant investment of SP. And, and now suddenly, uh, me thinks that the burst HMG may be going the way of the flaylock, by the way you just said that. <laughs> 
Well, I well, hope the, the idea is to bring it back into par and not over nerf it like we did with the Flaylock, which, yeah. mine, by the way, should be uh, hopefully getting buffed this time and to, around. And to be fair, I, I mean, I, I've been playing a lot of heavy lately, even though, you know, my Lodgy role is sort of the closest to my heart, but I've been playing a lot of heavy, and I'm someone who's never put a burst in HMG on, and I've been using just standard HMGs, and they're still amazing. So, you know, if you've if you've skilled into the HMG, you know, don't feel bad because, you know, the standard HMGs are still fantastic. And if you know what you're doing in that role, you're still going to do incredibly well as a heavy. It's just I think everyone can pretty much agree who's been on the the business end of that burst. It's just way out of control right now. So, but don't fear. HMGs are still really great. And post-nerf anyways, it still should remain the best anti-close quarters and um, heavy weapon there is still. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying that I can find all of you the first time that, like, one of those things, like uh, like a fucking men scout tanks a, a burst HMG, I'm going to find you. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, the threat was kind of interesting. It sounds like they're keeping basically the the burst dps the same but they're making the interval between each burst longer is that what i was reading i believe that was the intended goal because right now you can basically hold the trigger down and it will burst but it bursts full auto and it's actually pretty quick in between each shot so you can even though it's still a burst it's it's almost a constant stream of fire which i think is the big issue right now Oh yeah, and it's turning other other heavies into mush too. It's not just what it's doing to medium frames and scouts. I mean, it's it's actually almost doing the same exact thing to heavies if you stand in front of it. So, it's well, it's a bit much. Yeah. Now the now the way I've now the, the one thing I'd, I'd also and again I'm I'm a very junior you know HMG kind of guy. The, so I'm still learning a lot of the ins and outs. So one thing I would tell you is the heat mechanic on that thing uh, that surprised me. I really had the. Uh, you know, because if you use a combat rifle and you try to go in there and you treat it like a combat rifle, that will not work out really well for you real quick. Um, so I, did, I actually did have to learn to adjust around the heat, which I thought was a very legit mechanic to kind of slow it down and not make it too, you know, too overpowered. Uh, the thing that I've noticed that, that really makes the Burst HMG incredibly useful is it, it being a heavy or really a Logi breaker. Uh, particularly in higher end matches, because you you're going to have a hard time tanking through that. I don't care what rep tool you've got on you. Mm-hmm. And here comes the nano injector while you're overheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, oh. For me, I I went into the, with the mindset that you don't treat it like an HMG; it's more like a heavy shotgun. And if you kind of have that mindset and you assume that your heat capacity is your ammo, or rather your your ammo in the magazine, so to speak. It, it works a lot better. I mean, I, I actually said that the burst HMG is a totally different weapon than like a standard HMG, which is more, you know, constant suppression, spray all over the place. This is more of a precision shotgun type weapon. And it's, it be, it behaves that way very well. It's just over the top right now, like you said. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Like I said, it's hard, to, it's hard for me to tell because, uh, you know, this version of the HMG is the only thing I know about. So it's, you know, I've never played with any, literally anything else, so I don't have a frame of reference to, to work it off of. Uh, and real quick, guys, we did have another guest uh, pop into channel. Bam, do you mind giving us a quick intro? And it looks like he's still getting his comms sorted out. Okay, well, we'll, we'll drive on. Bam, as soon as you, uh, you get your comms sorted out, just pipe in, and we'll, uh, we'll let you do an intro, brother. Um, it, Quick question: Any other any other items coming up on the uh, on this latest round of number fixes that might catch people's attention? Uh, no, snipers is going to be a well debated one. 
Yeah, I, now I will have to, I, I, that is actually something I wrote down earlier, but I forgot to, to type it up on our agenda tonight is like, I was, I was having a very difficult time following exactly what the thought of like the fix was going to be. Like, I, I really couldn't understand what Rattati was trying to go for. Did he, it sounded like he was on one hand, perhaps making, um, for lack of a better term, a, an Uber tack AR, but not really so much of what we would all probably identify with as a traditional sniper rifle in a game. Is that accurate? Uh, it's, if I have to, to quickly describe it in short, short amount of words, it'll be basically re-rolling the sniper rifle roll. Mm, okay. Like, I, I guess, I guess my question is what, if you were going to describe to somebody the difference between the sniper rifle now and what the intended uh, end state is going to be, or at least the intended post-fixed end state is going to be, how would you describe it? Well, it should be very rewarding when you get a headshot with these new guns. I mean, they're going to be very, I, there's no other way to describe it but other than hyper-lethal. If you headshot someone with this, your chances are you're either going to kill them or get really close to killing them. A okay. fully charged, uh, a triple damage uh, charge rifle should be able to bring down a um, some of the most heaviest armored on sentinels with a single headshot. Uh, very few of them will be able to escape it. Hmm. Okay, that's that's interesting. But they are going to shorten the range up noticeably. Is minor. Th they will still have the superior range over a every other weapon in the game, including some of the heaviest ones, such as the forge gun and a real large real turret, which are both capped at three hundred meters apiece. The snipers would, um, basically the snipers are getting a, their magazines changed up so they'll be able to arrange their um, attack profiles differently. For example, the tactical will be, a little bit, will be much better to spam its uh, weapon fire with its larger magazine. While the charge rifle, which is supposed to be more careful and considerate of its shots, will have a lower magazine because of it. Hmm, okay. The, the idea is to encourage, well, what, with the two variants, the idea is to encourage those different types of gameplays. While the standard rifle uh, maintains its um, flexibility of doing either both. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, it, it'll be I think interesting to see how it works out. I've I've never really messed around with a sniper rifle outside of something that came in like a Covenant pack. You know, I I, I am I'm of the mind generally that that people cry a lot about snipers when the issue is more along the lines of the map design that allows the snipers to get into the right place to shoot uh, is probably much more uh, of the base or the root cause issue than snipers themselves. And this is very similar to the uplink problem is that there are plenty of things that are wrong with how snipers work currently in the game, but there are things we cannot fix easily within a, heck, even a regular patch if we tried. Yeah, nah, and I got you, man. That's like I said, it's one of those things where I, I always, always kind of take an odd look when people say, "Hey, you, um, you, you know, all you redline snipers, we hate you." Blah blah blah. That like start throwing, you know, massive troll bombs on them. When the reality is, there's, I mean, the, the whole point of that weapon is to put yourself in a, in a place where you can engage, and it's very difficult for people to engage you, um, and and you would be kind of foolish not to take advantage of the range. Much like when people tell me that, well, hey, if you have a problem with using your Calicuta rail rifle in close quarters, then why don't you just fight more at range? Well, it's the same thing you're telling a sniper to do, but you don't like it when they do it because then you really can't shoot back at them, can you? Well, 
uh, one of the problems with with the redline mechanics overall the uh, the fact that it exists allows players to sit in your uh, without any with very little reprimand from any of the hostels because there are the any any hostel player that wants to try to run up there to stab you has three, uh, less than 20 seconds to do it then there's no guarantee they can run back out and some of these snipers are 40 50 60 seconds deep into the red line, red line especially the fails users so they're little, they're some of the extreme ones so but not everyone red line snipes either that that would love to continue to have their superior range so we actually kept that in mind in terms of um weapon profile versus um the things like the forge gun okay no, no like i said I, I really think that uh map design probably eats up is really the root cause of a lot of the a lot of the concerns people a lot of the concerns people have and that's just my thoughts in general on that one but yeah it, it's it, it's um, interesting it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it i will say that i mean fundamentally um all all red line sniping issues could could be taken care of if the red line was placed differently on the map but that's not something we can really do i mean have you noticed that on the three newer maps red line is less of an issue yeah, no, actually, I have. Yeah, because they're because they lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, they they make a pocket of it, and that works a lot better. I think we all can acknowledge that you know snipers need to be effective in this game, and I think some of the compromises that are being discussed and that that are going to be worked on um, are going to be really good. I mean, clearly, you know, making snipers uh, more effective, making the headshots count for more, uh, but eliminating some of the red line sniping is is awesome. I just worry about in this environment of massive isk losses and in this environment of undercompensation um is this going to result in snipers you know killing another suit or two of mine or you know i'm sure you guys might feel the same way um you know what is this going to do ultimately for our bottom lines financially and clearly i don't think that needs to stop us from from you know giving the snipers a little tlc but i think this is possibly going to be uh, just another class that's going to you know kill us more and i think we're all frustrated at least a lot of us are frustrated with the cloaked scouts and what they do to our you know our bank accounts as it is um i'm just wondering if this is going to hopefully open up maybe a discussion about you know better compensation as we see more effective roles taking you know more of our our clones away as the game goes on so i mean i hope that's something that's that's on the table for the future we can talk about increases in compensation because while we are doing what we should do with these roles by making them effective the bottom line is that it's going to result in more isk being taken away from all of us as we see more effective roles on the battlefield so it's something to consider no, I think that's a that's a pretty fair statement. Uh, you know, sniping. Everybody doesn't like the uh, the risk reward exchange on sniping, but the the flip side is uh, that that's what a lot of guys are forced to do, particularly earlier on in their in their time in dust. Because I, like I, one guy told me, he's like, uh, you know, he goes into a match, he gets killed, you know, seven or eight times, you know, within the first couple three minutes, and he's like, okay, well, let me let me drop back and snipe because I know, like, he intrinsically knows that it's safer and maybe he can, he can slow the pace of the game down a little bit for himself. Uh, so you, now you just got a lot of more guys with, uh, you know, high powered sniper rifles running around probably, uh, not that much different than it is now, actually. And that, that is one thing to be considered of and does is that, um, well, we, these sort of changes are going to change player behavior and we have to watch out for what players are going to adapt with us because, and that's why we're holding back a lot of the other balance changes. So just the current sway mechanic, and any additional other um, tweaks? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty legit. Uh, real quick, I, uh, before we jump into Pokey's uh, 
comment about large missile turrets. Uh, Bam Havoc joined the room, and I was wondering if we could get you to throw up a quick intro to the uh, to the audience, Bam. God damn it, you found me. Can I just drink some beer in peace? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> oh, well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, particularly the ladies. Um, my name is Bam Havoc, and uh, I'm on tonight's podcast. Hello. There's there's actually no ladies in this room. I'm sorry. Oh, I, well, I thought you were one, mate. Sorry. Ow. Ouch. That's cold. He hands down the best introduction I've ever heard on this show. Just saying. <laughs> no, that's that's fair enough. I appreciate you, you taking uh, taking the time to wake up really early in the morning to uh, join us, Bam. I appreciate that. No, dude, my pleasure, my pleasure. It uh, just so happens that I'm not working tomorrow, so yay me. Uh, well, no, that is cause for celebration. Have at it. Um, so, so with that, hence we'll, the beer, dude. Hence the beer. <laughs> I like where your head's at already. Um, so we'll we'll hop over to uh, Pokey's comment about large missile turrets. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, just another thing that they were talking about for Delta that I thought was was pretty interesting is the uh, the large missile turrets for, for vehicles. And uh, currently, the way that large missiles work is that they hold 12 missiles and they fire really quickly. And then when you want to reload, it's a 10-second reload. It's a very long reload. It, it makes it very high burst damage, but pretty low uh, sustained damage. And the, some of the issues of this is that if you want to reload, you know, maybe one or two missiles, say you, you fired a couple to kill an infantry guy or something, and you want to reload to have a full magazine, it still takes 10 seconds. And that's pretty detrimental if, you know, you get caught off guard. So one of the things we're looking at, which is kind of neat, is making it reload kind of like a shotgun in that each missile it has its own reload time. Um, and you can cancel the reload in the middle of the, the reload cycle to actually fire the remaining missiles in the magazine. So it looks like what they're going to do is make it so when you start to reload, it's a minimum four seconds to start the reload process. And then each missile costs half a second to reload. So in total, 12, 12 missiles is still you know 10 seconds to reload. Um, but if you need to stop halfway or you only want to reload, like say two missiles, it's only going to take you, you know, five seconds instead of the full 10. And so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how this is actually going to affect the mechanic. Cause one of the big things in missiles is that you need to make sure you line up that shot because if you missed and didn't kill the guy, you were screwed for 10 seconds. So it's going to be real interesting. I'm maybe a little concerned that it might be too much of an improvement, but we'll see. It's, it's certainly interesting and just kind of. Morning, your guys' thoughts on that for the vehicle guys out there. As an Omni soldier, um, who actually has dabbled in all sorts of things, including tanks, I can see this being coming a very scary change for other tanks that gets targeted of the missile launcher, because usually, if you survive the first volley, there's a good chance it can actually wipe them out. Um, but if they allow the player to decide, okay, I've done this much damage with my full volley, and I only need a half volley more to finish them off. Your window it gets far more narrow in terms of um, trying to counterattack in time to deal with it. Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty much my concern is that you know if the attacking player knows I only need half a volley to finish this guy off, you might be screwed. Where before you could actually kind of take advantage of that long reload time if you could survive the initial alpha. So you know we'll see. I'm not really sure how it's going to affect it. It's one of those things you have to see. Uh, see actually in practice but i think the idea is is interesting i just i hope the the impact isn't uh too much in that regard okay cool uh i think i think we kind of did a, a pretty quick uh a flyby of a lot of the uh kind of the second round of changes they were looking for and um 
you know, the upcoming hotfix. And I did want to move on to a few other topics before we uh, we close it out for tonight. We're probably going to be keeping this one a little bit shorter tonight, like we said in the, in the beginning. But I did want to get everybody's quick take on uh, the Million Clone Challenge Part 2. Kind of what your guys' thoughts are on uh, on revamping that thing up. I, I you know, I, if I, I'm trying to remember how much of a grind fest it was. I don't know that it, it really was a grind fest, but it just... It seemed like a good event, but I'm just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are on it. Well, people might have treated it as a grind fest, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, we hit we doubled the we hit the stretch goal with with ease. So yeah, we breached through it last time. <laughs> we, well, how many how many more additional stretch goals we got? Two, three, four, almost was it? The last two being NISC ones. I'm not sure. I remember the total SP that you could get if you had an Omega booster ended up being like three million because they gave you like another million for your booster, and then they did a stretch goal, but there was no booster bonus to the stretch goal. Right. Um, right. I don't so, remember an ISK stretch goal. If there was one of those, I, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I remember. Uh, it, it makes me wonder if they actually knew that we were going to blast past the first one, and then just kind of they were kind of ad hocing it as they went. I was kind of. It's kind of curious about how that actually worked out, or did they actually think that it was it was going to take two days to, to blow through a million clones? And whatever that whatever it was, they did it was right. They ad hoc it to the tune of three million SP in my uh, character, so I was I was happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I actually do kind of like the um, you know, the fact that they're they're trying to run you know some player events and stuff like that, which is is really good for like the newer players of which, as we've talked about on this show, there's. A surprisingly, uh, a surprisingly high amount of like actual new unique players that are coming on. Um, so it, it, I think these kind of things are, are pretty good. I do wish that they would figure out some something other than just pure SP to to, to do for you. You know, like I I don't know how or what or what else have got limited tools they can work with, but I would like them to to occasionally branch out into something that a doesn't relate into direct kills and then two something other than an SP bonus. Yeah, I kind of worry about the SP bonus, honestly, because, you know, hopefully character progression will transfer to Legion. And I do kind of worry about if we're giving away SP in, in mass quantities with lots of events all the time. I mean, events are good, but if SP gets ultra inflated, you've got people jumping into into Legion with, you know, tons of, of SP. And that's going to make it just a nightmare for people that pick up Legion for the first time. And they go on day one and people already have stuff maxed out, you know, because of just so much SP floating around. More lambs to the slaughter. I think uh, to that point, though, there is a certain point, and it's kind of early on in your career. I mean, I'm at like 63 million now, but if I were to think back to where I was at about 20 million, I mean, I was pretty much maxed out in a single role there. So a lot of your development after, you know, 15 or 20 or whatever that number is, is just horizontal development. I mean, it's you're, you're not really going vertical so much at that point. You can only play one role at a time. So I don't see it as, a, as big a danger personally. Um, just because of that reason. That's pretty fair, I guess. And that's that's always been the thing about Eve too. There's so much vertical you can go. I mean, and once you do get to that vertical point, it's just getting wide. That's about it. Every ship has a theoretical max SP limit. Yeah. No. I mean that that's a that's a fair statement. I I think. I mean, again, without poking anybody too hard about it, uh, the reality is we we just don't know really you know anything about Legion. Other than there's, you know, like some cabal of dudes slaving away on it in Shanghai somewhere. Uh, as far as we know, they, they might actually already have a way in their progression model or that, that they're looking at. If 
you know, they actually do follow up with their promise to let people's, uh, you know, their, kind of their history and, the, and their their gains in dust transfer over. I, it would not surprise me that it, you find that your, you know, your 40 million SP character is, uh, you know, the, the relative ability that you have is going to be much different in whatever Legion ends up being it. We, I mean, the reality is we just don't know enough about it to even hazard a guess. Awkward silence. Lovely. Yes. I guess, if anything, this is good for giving uh, some of the newer players that we've seen pop up in the game uh, a nice little boost because the 3 million SP early on is, is massive. So in that regard, it will be nice for some of the new guys that have been hopping into Dust recently. No offense to anybody, but could you please get off this analytical nonsense because it's very fucking boring and everyone knows about everything else apart from this. Could we please shift focus on something else, please, gentlemen, please? I don't know. Shit, like... What's the best suit to run during a 3 million SP event? You know, give top tips and hints about that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, personally, I'm a heavy. I'm skilled into all four proto heavies with all the HMGs. Meow, meow, meow. And uh, running gun, I'm going to be tearing up the fucking place, trying to burn as much clones as I can. Come on, then. Tell me your fits. It's our this new an- show. This, this analytical stuff about snipers and, and turrets is all good stuff. Trust me, it's all good stuff. But it makes for boring conversation. No offense to anyone who's actually got input into this. I'm sure you've worked very, very hard and thought very hard about it. Please, come on. Talk to our, me else. Come on, our, bro. Our new show producer, Bam Havoc, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, guys. Really. This is, it, inject some life into the conversation. Have a freaking beer, bro. Oh, if you could only see what I'm drinking now, you'd, <laughs> you would high-five me. Um, there, there's a reason I'm... Vodka lemonade, maybe? No, wait, hang on. That's, that's no, a cool drink. No, no, uh, no, no, vodka no. Red Bull. There you go. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to channel my inner pirate tunes called the good captain oh, rum, lovely but uh no actually all right that's that's a fair point this is actually pretty an interesting segue here to something so pokey was interested in wanting to talk about like a, a fit of the week so and bam as you come in sideways of this screeching your car into the side like a little japanese drift racer and mowing down a bunch I of stand by my japanese car yes Bullshit. i own a yes, jap car do. right you guys might call it a racer a, a racer Ugh, a racer but i don't race on the lights that's Bullcrap. Losers do I, that stuff, bro. I've seen the car that you drive. <laughs> yes, I, I do drive a black Jap car. I think you guys do call it a racer in the States. I think it's what they call, you guys call it. But just just because I've done a few things to it, and I do take it to the track and, and put, put you know, pedal to the metal down there, don't mean I do stupid stuff on the road. Because okay, that stuff's right. wrong, bro. All right, yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's fair enough. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We'll, we will start off with... I'm going to pick a name at random here, like totally with absolutely no forethought whatsoever. Oh, wait, Pokey Draven. So we'll start off with what you think your fit of the week is going to be that you're going to carry into the Million Clone Challenge. Well, that's that's easy. I, I've been having a lot of fun with, with the fit recently, and I will probably keep doing it. As, uh, I, I run cheap stuff because I'm a cheap guy. So standard Galente Commando, um, complex armor rep, a standard uh, cardiac regulator, uh Standard plasma cannon and my exile assault rifle. Oh, and a nano hive. Eh, fair enough. How about you, Iron Wolf? I think I'm gonna be running my main scout with the breach SMG and um, Nova knives and no cloak. Oh, that's so you're gonna be like running gun. Running gun and um seven people and still get accused of having a cloak. Okay, now that that's absolutely fair. How about you, SMB? Oh my god. <clears throat> I gotta thank my my uh, my friend Jolson, our silent Swede in our uh, in our corp who runs the Min 
Sentinel. Uh, he inspired me to, to get into that suit and I have no regrets. It is some of the most fun I've had in dust. Uh, I'm running an advanced suit right now. Thanks to the clone challenge. I should be able to get into, into proto, but, uh, that suit is, um, a complex, heavy damage modifier, complex precision enhancer, two complex kin cats. Uh, I got an MH82 HMG on there, a toxin BPO uh, SMG, and then uh, a flux grenade. And that thing runs at 7.44 meters a second. I outrun pretty much everybody that I run with except for scouts. And when you have a a suit that can do that with an HMG in its hands, it is so lovely and so fun. I, I, I can't say enough about that suit. So Jolson, if you're living, uh, if you're listening out there, I know you're not talking, you're, you never talk, but if you're listening, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you were my inspiration to get into this role and it's, it's a hell of a good time. So thank you. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'll go next since it's just like my total random picking here. Uh, I'll probably run into Cal Sentinel, uh, for the, for the length of this. And, uh, I, I do want to continue to use my, uh, First HMG, but now that Iron Wolf has told me that they're going to turn it into a marshmallow shooter, I'm a little concerned about that now. Uh, since the watch, the, the freaking hotfix will drop like right before the million clone challenge and totally hose me. So uh, with that, I'll probably switch over to the uh, to a boundless. Now, because Cal Sentinel, I do run a complex regulator energizer, and then I'll throw a couple like a damage mod on usually in like an extender. Uh, pretty plain Jane, actually, uh, but I do have to try to squeeze whatever kind of legit nano hive I can in there. Uh, and, you know, like throw the good old-fashioned Toxin SMG in there for a backup, which I still kill a lot of people with. And I'm a big fan of the SMG. So, yet again, things that I've had since I started playing two years ago, CCP is now getting around to, like, nerfing. So, I'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm just incredibly in shock right now. And, and hopefully my life won't be destroyed when they do that. So, uh, we'll, we'll move on to that one. Uh, okay, Bam, your turn. Since you started the Grease Fire, what, what are you going to kill everybody in? <laughs> it, it depends, really, because I, I tend to adopt uh, my suit for the map style. Um, if it's a fast-paced map, I then tend to go for a, a slow, cantankerous, I-can-take-damage-heavy, which would then be my uh, Galente with uh, M, not an MH82. I don't like that uh, HMG. I'll probably go for a full proto um, uh, HMG. Um, the Mimitar HMG, um, proto HMG, is pretty good because you can stick all the fast speeds on there and you can step left and right and you can break the um, aim assist lock, which a lot of people are relying on, and you can kill them a lot quicker with an MH82 than they can melt you with a proto. So that's pretty good if you've got uh, scouts and assaults. Um, but always go for the Logi. Fuck the assault, Logi first. Um, the the, uh, the Omar uh, Heavy, I always had a soft spot because I... Obviously, two and a half years ago, when I first started playing Dust, that's the heavy I went for. And so it all depends on map style. If it's a fairly easy enemy that can just melt, I go for the Amar. If he's, if they're a bit stubborn, I go for the Galente. Um, if it's a, a map where you need to uh, be quick and, and break the, um, the aim lock assist, uh, it's going to be the Mimitar where you can sidestep. So you can obviously break that assist. And uh, that's where you win the firefights by breaking their assist because they stand still used to left and right it. And... Uh, you kill them before they kill you. So, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, one of those three suits, uh, it all depends on the map tone and map pace, really. Yep. No, no, I think that's actually, you make a really good point there about, uh, and that's, you brought up a point real quick that SMB was talking about. Like, you've been playing long enough and you're, you're a smart enough veteran player that you know that uh, even if you want to, to be a really good heavy, you have to pick different heavy suits depending on what you want to fight with, mm-hmm. or at least what you're seeing. And that's something that I think a lot of guys mm-hmm. don't pick up on. 
And that's that's usually where you get guys that are really, really efficient at what they do is, is doing that. They're picking the right suit for the map. Uh, that's that's pretty legit, actually. Well, it also depends on if you're running um, anti-vehicle, because a lot of the maps um, tend uh, lately are um, floating around with quite a few dropships, because dropships are now um, quite uh, determined um, pieces of kit. So you've got to throw out the assault forge gun, and if they're really starting to get in your nerves, uh, pull out the uh, breach, and uh, one round sets, sends them running, and they don't come back, because the forge gun's OP, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> no, no, that, that's that's actually a pretty fair statement. Uh, I was watching somebody was asking if uh, vehicle kills count, and yeah, they do. But you got to have like somebody in the vehicle that you killed. So it's actually killing the dude inside the vehicle. The vehicle is just like an extra piece of HP on the dude. Uh, and I, I think that's a pretty fair, pretty pretty fair assessment of that. Um, let's see. All right. So in the interest of time, we're going to speed up to the next topic, which will be kind of interesting. So a couple things interesting happened in the Twitter sphere. Uh, and those, those of you that know me, I actually do uh, play around, play around on Twitter quite a bit. You can always find me at, uh, you know, at Jason Laris and, uh, on Twitter. And I, I generally try to keep up to date on what's going on. I'm actually pretty engaged on the Eve side with uh, Twitter as well. So, uh, two things happened. Uh, more recently, at least in the last day or two, Rattati actually got a, a, a uh, his uh, CCP Twitter handle going, and he started uh, poking out updates to, to folks left and right, uh, which is actually kind of interesting. It's, it's probably a good medium. There's a lot of people on it. Um, and I, I appreciate him, again, trying to open a, an avenue of communication to players. Now, something else happened earlier uh, th that was actually probably worth mentioning. Uh, because actually the culprit is here amongst our, you know, amongst our little crew of pirates. Um, everybody, a lot of people remember a guy by the name of CCP Fox Four, uh, who who is primarily an Eve dev. Just for the record, he actually mostly has worked on Eve and still does. But he was the guy that helped, did a lot of the work on uh, the linkages between Dust and Eve and some of the API pieces um, that happened really for both games, frankly. Uh, and he he had a, a probably a very uh, ill-advised tweet uh, that I don't I, I honestly don't think that he uh, he probably meant it in the way it came out, but it certainly didn't go over well. He basically something said uh, I think fairly exactly the words you know fuck consoles, uh, which gave a lot of people a stir uh, that remember him from his dust days. Uh, and that immediately started the, the concerns like, hey, well, why, you know, why would you even say that uh, if you were the guy that was previously a, a, a pretty, again, a, a pretty well-respected guy um, working on the dust piece? Now, since then, he's taken that that uh, that tweet down specifically. And if I'm not mistaken, I, th I think he's got a an official CCP Sox 4 or Fox 4 uh, Twitter tag now. It's now he, he previously used a private handle. So it, it made for an interesting debate on, um, you know, what should an employee of CCP say, uh, and, and basically how could they be construed by the by the player audience. Uh, it, Bam, I'm gonna if you could do me a favor because I think you were the you were the guy that actually one of the first ones that caught it and you actually made sure that folks were aware of it. Could, what was the conversation about that he said that in reference to? If you if you don't mind. Uh, right. Uh, just a disclaimer in here right now before any. Uh, harsh words get said, right? I've got nothing against um, Fox Four. All right, I like the guy. I like him a lot. I he helped me a lot with one of my videos. Actually, um, put me on the right path to quite a few things. He's actually a genuinely nice guy. Um, so yeah, before anyone 
says anything about that. It was not a personal attack on the guy. Just, as you said, an advice tweet that he should not have said. Um, the original conversation, um, I follow a few people on Twitter, and I do check up on a lot of these CCP guys, because I've always stated that um, some random blueberry once said, never watch what people say, watch what people do, and I'm watching what CCP is doing right now with regards to Legion and regards to Dust514 and the PS3. Um, I still love that game. It's still one of my favorite games of all time, and I still game with a lot of Dust514 players, and I still consider myself a Dust514 player, um, even though I'm playing Destiny right now, so don't, don't shoot me too much. Um, even it, it, it doesn't matter what context he used it in. Um, those two words don't go together because he's obviously worked on Dust, um, and a lot of the community, including myself, do feel somewhat frustrated and betrayed by CCP with regards to um, a few lies and uh, fibs that they might have told uh, prior to FanFest um, and so on and so forth, which can't, which has worked out for the betterment of Dust because we're balancing a PC game, which is awesome source, and Ratati is um, doing a brilliant job at that, so big ups to Ratati for that. Um, it, it's just, um, you shouldn't have said that, regardless. Um, even if he was joking on his private account, no. Um... In hindsight, um, it has been rectified. He's now got a CCP account where he will be posting his CCP stuff and his private account becomes his private account, does what he wants on that, says what he wants and all that. He was using his private account as a CCP account, which in business terms you just don't do because you always have to split business and pleasure, if you know what I mean. You never combine the two. Uh, it's just, you know, as Iron Wolf Sabre says, he's... Uh, he's got a... He runs his mouth a lot and he's very opinionated. Well, fair play. You know, um, a lot of the their dust devs have been mistreated running and developing for dust. And yeah, I kind of shot the developer in the foot by spamming a, an eight page thread of doom that turned into a freaking troll fest. Uh, Soraya restock, rekindled the fire on that one. You should have <laughs> no, left that thread I, alone, no, Soraya. You should have left that thread alone, bro. I stomped on that thread until the it only was thing dying. that was left was You should have left that thread alone. You spawned another four pages on it, man. You should have left it alone. Um, it was dying. I didn't want to see that thread any more than anyone else did. It's just one of those things that happened. He's now got an official account. His private account becomes his business, he not Dust's business. So yeah, you know that's it really. Well, I think that's the problem, though. And in, in, in all fairness, the uh... I don't think there was a problem. I do, I, and I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, uh, I'm gonna speak. You know, I'll, I'll, I might cough and choke throughout this, but I don't think there was anything wrong with what he said. He's he was asked a personal question. I'm sorry, I've got a cough drop in my mouth. It makes me sound weird. Um. He was asked a personal question, namely whether or not he was playing Destiny. And if someone's going to ask him if he's playing Destiny, he should that should right there flag it as a, this is not a CCP question. This has nothing to do with Dust. This is, is he personally playing that video game? And his answer was no. In whatever style he chose to put it, I don't have a problem with that. I think that there is no reason that anyone should have a problem with that. Fox 4 isn't really a... It is, bear in mind, too, Fox 4 is, was part of uh, True Grit, who is a uh, Shanghai team. He is an EVE developer. He joined a development company to work on a PC game. Now, he's done like amazing things for us even after moving back off of Dust. He's done a whole bunch of extra stuff for us on Dust because he likes us. He's snuck in API th changes that um, enabled dust devs to do new things. Like if, if anybody um, saw the lottery that was put together, there's there's no doubt that he is he's committed to the the community. But you know when he plays personally, if he plays, you know he's allowed to have a personal preference. It's you know, and if it's PC games, that's fine. 
um, you know, I, I actually, um, like my case is people want to know why I'm not playing Destiny. Half, half my corp has been trying Destiny this last week. And the answer is, can I play it with a keyboard and mouse? Answer is no. The only reason I play Dust on a console is because I can play it with a keyboard and mouse. So, you know, some people do not, cannot, or do not like playing with a controller, or they prefer playing PC. I prefer PC, but I like Dust, and Dust is on PS3, so I suffer through it. Um, you know, there's there's no reason to go after someone for a, per, a, a personal preference question. Um, you know, and it, it just has, he has no bearing. He's uh, on you know whether or not the game is on console or PC in the future, or whether it was before. He's a he's a programmer. He isn't he isn't one of the people making the leadership management decisions for the company. That's right. I I, I with it, with it in the you know like I said we'll we'll kind of move on this move on in, in a second. But one thing I did want to I did want to add is like your point is very valid. Okay, and, and I I actually tend to agree with a lot of it. The the one. The one caveat I will say, and this is where I actually probably lean more towards uh, Bam's point of view, is I, I'm. Let me again. Let me be clear. Uh, I have a lot of respect for uh, for Sox for God. I keep calling him that uh, for CCP Fox Four. Uh, he he has legitimately done a ton of stuff for for Dust. I don't think anybody that's been around for a minute doesn't agree with that. Uh, the difference is he like he would re- he would routinely use that personal account. Uh, to put out official uh, official commentary on CCP games and products, uh, purely from a messaging standpoint, which I think we would all agree that CCP needs all the help they can get at any given time. Um, it was uh, at worst a just a faux pas that he shouldn't have said uh, on that account, which is easily conflated with being uh, somebody that's not an official tone from the company, but. He is a representative of the company, particularly when he's when his personal account is the one that he will put out official company information on. So I think honestly, the, the like had he been using a CCP Fox War account, those words never would have, would have been tweeted. Believe it or not, because I've seen this routinely in other business realms. It's not it's not evil what he said, but it was probably ill advised to to say it the way he did. Um, but, but here's the, here's the thing though is um, Fox Four is not he's not public relations he's not um, you know he's not community team he's not like you wouldn't see that out of CCP Logibro. Bro CCP Logi Bro does officially speak for the company that's his job yeah but you're, mis- you're missing you're missing the point is that by default he is a representative of the company because but, he wears CCP tags let me ask yeah, you this would you prefer that because developers who actually program the game are not trained as PR representatives, would you prefer that just in case we don't offend someone, um, all developers who aren't part of the community team stop talking to, to the players? You, you mean kind of like they are now? That is a good point. No, more so, uh, right. more so than now. But more so than now. We have, you know, when CCP Ritati first was posting on the forums long before You're... he was in the role he was... He was just posting. Right. You're, hold on. You're 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 actually on. You're legitimately missing my point, and, and I and I truly mean this only because like, like like in any professional setting that I've ever seen in the last I don't know, you know, twenty years since I've graduated college, like the fact that he said it and he is a known and public entity of that corporation, he 
whether he's a part of the community team, the IO team, the PAO team, the whatever, whatever element that he is representing, he is literally at the baseline. He is a known CCP entity and he was using a, an account that he normally would put out CCP business on. I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to have those thoughts or, or to even communicate them, but I, I think, uh, but now you're missing my point. Yes. If, if you have, if you have people who are not community team, who aren't public relations, if you want them to be able to talk to players back and forth and have that community interaction with the people developing the game, you're going to have those screw ups. It's going to happen. So you can either accept that and say, okay, so he prefers PC you're, games, big whoop, or CCP yeah, but, can lock yeah, down I'm, on it as a, as because players are freaking out dude, about it dude. and you don't have these play you don't have this interaction anymore. Hey, like, okay. Number one, had he not, let me, let me run this by you. He deleted that tweet himself very quickly after he put it up. Sure. You know why? Because he knew he shouldn't have done it. I'm sure or, he did. Or somebody from CCP said, Hey bro, you need to take that down. Those but, are the only two options there. So that's number one. I, and, and I, I, like I said, this is, it's not that big of a deal. And, and the fact is it's, it's over and done with. And like you said, it's okay to have the mess ups because the guy's not going to get fired. I don't think over this, all they was like, Hey, just don't say that publicly like that. And then everybody moves on. That's, I think that's all, all we were trying to say, but I, th I think you're, you're literally trying to, I think you're reading into more of people's not really complaints, but their comments about it than there really were. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I think it's a matter of common, common, kind of common sense. I mean, anyone can look at that and go, given the current state of the of the way things are, the way that was said was probably a really bad way to put it. And I think that you're, you're taking a little too black and white cell and saying like, oh, if they can't talk, then they can't talk at all. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just if you're going to be a representative of a company and if you work there, you are representative, PR or not. And if you're going to post something, make sure you take a couple of minutes to sit there and think about how are people going to actually react to this? Because I'm sure he tweeted it out and went, you know, like, ah, you know, fuck consoles. It's kind of a common phrase that people use. And then went, oh, shit, and probably fixed it himself. My, my concern is that if you have a situation where players are taking issue with this and then CCP, you know, they want they take issue with why are we having PR issues that aren't related to our PR department. And suddenly you may have a situation where those developers are literally not allowed to talk about company things. Again, you mean like we do now, because let's let's be real. We don't, like, have, we yeah, don't we do. have that now. We have tons of developers who do speak. And that, that's less on the, the, the particularly the Legion. Um, no, no, no. Aspect, Stop. But... Wait, hold on. Like you, name, you have name to, you the have last to... time that anybody spoke to the player community. Period. Like other than Rattati talking about rifle. We're talking numbers. about we're talking about CCP as a company, and Eve devs are are openly active on Twitter all of the time. Um, that 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 sort of thing could come to an end if players freak out that one person said something that might have upset a few people's feelings. And players did freak out when uh, it came to uh, a few things uh, with regards to what Halmar did and said uh, on an email that was meant to be private. Well, that's he tweeted. Uh, he said himself, uh, don't watch what players say, watch what people do. And they set uh, jitter a lot. And look at the ramifications coming to that. Again, business ethics 101. Regardless of it being personal, personal or corporate, you don't say those things. Regardless of context, regardless of, of meaning, you just don't say it. You saying devs can't talk? Of course, devs can talk. They got you guys to talk. Don't forget, Soraya, as I'm going to say this again, I said this many times to many CCP members, 
We voted you in. You're our voice to them, not their voice to us. You tell them what we want. It's not your job to defend them. If he fucked up, fair enough. He fucked up. Drop it, dude. I've dropped the the, the entire subject completely. He's now got a corporate account. All's wins. You know, I've subscribed to it. I've tweeted it. I'm talking to the guy. He's still a nice guy. I'm not attacking him personally. He just made a mistake. When I make a mistake, every man and his dog knows about it. So, I mean, shit, I've dropped the subject. I think you should drop it as well, mate. It's not a personal attack on CCP. It's just a, as what's him said, don't say that, dude, because of the climate that we're currently in with regards to Dust514 and Legion, not best advised being that you're an ex-developer or person that worked on Dust coming from, you know, that tone of voice. Just just don't do it. But, hey, you know, as I'm Seba said, he's got a big mouth and he's very opinionated, which is fair play. Okay. And I, I reckon uh, it's time for me to insert my, my famous phrase, sounds good, guys, no drama. So now that I've actually talked down <laughs> no drama off for that, I'm going to have some beer. I like it. Uh, I may even have to get up and get bacon at some point during this podcast. Um, Can I have some? If, if I could figure out how to push it into ones and zeros, yeah, I would, man. I heard the bacon-flavored vodka was not all that great tasting. Uh, no, mate, trust me, it's not. It gives you heartburn. It's not good. It's bacon, not tasty. Are you serious? Bacon-flavored vodka? For real? Uh, yeah, man, don't taste good. Trust me, it gives you heartburn. gives you a headache as well, but heartburn's worse. I totally didn't. Okay, no idea that that was a thing. Uh, okay, so and, and now we're totally going to break off on this one and move to in a different direction. Um, a couple things, you know, everybody has been talking about some different games out there. Destiny being one, and and while we are a show about Destiny and a bunch of other random stuff, I was kind of curious what your guys take on it because, like, I, I have not personally played Destiny. I know a few of you guys have. Um, but I was very curious because I know a lot of guys uh, from the Dust community are looking to get over there. Now, wh- one might I ask, why is it why is it relevant to talk about this on one of these podcasts? Well, the simple fact is, A, we're all gamers. That's number one. And, and part B is, and, and I've said this many times, I'm not, and I make no bones about it. I like it when other guys go play games for a little while and then comes back and then share the good things out of those games that we might be able to abscond with into either Dust or Legion or or the game that we, we sort of base ourselves out of. Um, or perhaps they see the pitfalls that other developers went down that road. Now, it's not really a review of, of Destiny is what I'm, I'm getting, or even other games, but I would be kind of curious if you guys have played, are there things that you would want them to to kind of look at as they continue to hone Legion, or there's things you would really want them to stay away from uh, that you see out of Destiny uh, as they start to, you know, as they continue the path on Legion. Excuse me, on Legion. So with that, I'll kind of open it up. Like first, who has played Destiny in here? Yes, I played the beta, but from what I understand, it's there's nothing changed. I've played for most of the week. Same here. Yes, I've. Uh... I'm actually, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad, but I'm actually writing a full-on proper no-alcohol-induced uh, review on the actual game to uh, stick on a blog blog website. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. Don't ask me why. I'm, I've been asked to do it. I'm doing it. Don't ask me why. I'm, yeah, one of those, bro. One well, of those. Well, let me, let me ask you guys a question. Like, if there were, like, two or three things that you're like, this is a good idea, this is a good mechanic or a pretty cool thing that you want to see them uh, maybe take an eye at when they're when they're sculpting Legion. What would that be? What are the the two or three things that you think might be a good translation to, you know, sort of the Dust 2.0 that is going to be Legion? 
loot drops, uh, randomized loot drops, so you don't get the same thing. Uh, the problem I've noticed with Destiny is a lot of people farming a certain area because they know that area contains uh, good loot. If they can stay away from that and make it like a random sort of spawn so that the same items doesn't spawn in the same place more than once. Um, I'd also like to see the fact that they don't harvest bosses because bosses, the, the mini bosses and the, the crab walker dude and the floating purple testicle and all that jazz, they tend to drop um, and give you um, rare gear, which is awesome. Um, I'm a level 20, not 24, I don't know what I'm telling this. Um, and PvP, you just step on people and it's really overpowered and it 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 reminds me of dust running around in a, in a proto suit when you're running up against newbies because you are literally against people that are lower than you and that's annoying on me because i know exactly what's going on because these people aren't going to come back to pvp they're going to get frustrated with the game put it down and say fuck the game it's shit and you know that that's what i fear for legion i don't want as we pointed up before the protest on stepping on the pc guys believe it or not i've actually got a pc ready to go for legion i managed to buy myself a, a decent gaming pc um so i can play legion when it comes out and i swear to god if it doesn't get green lit i'm i'm gonna come for someone's head i want that game i, I yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, seriously, man. I love my game, Dust 5.1.4. I love that game, dude. It was so intuitive. It was so engaging. Dust is missing the Eve Link. And if Dust had that Eve Link, oh my god, this game would blow people's minds. Now, if Legion can kind of carbon copy a few bits across, this game would demolish all. When Valkyrie comes out on the PS4, I'm definitely getting the Morpheus headset and the camera set, just so I can play that, so I can get my injection of 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 the you know eve universe back into my soul because there is no soul on dust fun for anymore i feel it's all sort of shifted across to legion um britati doing a great job of balancing and that balance will go across to legion i just don't feel there's any sort of soul people are grinding because they know they're going to transfer to legion the more they grind the more points they get the more sp they get the better they'll be in legion um valkyrie seems to be a fresh start for everyone so i'm probably going to get valkyrie when it launches with the mobius or morpheus or whatever so yeah yeah that's it. That's I told you, when I get drunk, I get opinionated. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this this doesn't really change from when you're sober on those two, three hours a day either. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fair play. My note on the, the whole more more SP for is more power in Legion uh, suggestion. I think the biggest thing there is that I think CCP needs to nail down um, how how to balance for, for uh, SP and ISK availability disparity. Um, between new players and veterans right off the bat. Um, you know, the idea that everyone would start at nothing again, it does nothing, because all that does is puts off that problem in the future, because you're always going to have new players, and you're always going to have veterans. Um, you know, and, and that is an issue that Dust has, and it was maybe hidden at the beginning only because everyone was starting at once. No, I think that's a that's a fair statement. The uh, how about uh, how about you guys, Pokey, Iron Wolf? What do you guys think? Is there anything that you want them to uh, maybe keep their eye on for uh, for Legion, or maybe definitely stay away from for Legion? Well, uh, kind of to, to segue from what what Bam was saying, uh, early on in Destiny, you, you start off doing PVE storyline, and it actually forces you to continue the storyline. You have to go into a couple PVP matches, and you go in, and I just got torn apart. It was awful. Now, the thing to note about PvP is that it does level sync you in that it makes everyone's weapon and defense do the same amount. So 
effectively you have the same health and damage as everyone else regardless of their level now the difference is is that in destiny as you level up you hit the level cap of 20 um, but your skills will keep unlocking after that so you gain additional perks and benefits and kind of abilities to tweak your character from having a higher level now that does remain so being a higher level does give you additional perks so while it does you know level sync you um it, it you do have an advantage by being an older character now i went in i was like fuck pvp this is terrible i'm never doing it again this is awful i got stomped but i was able to go into the storyline and actually do the story do the missions there's lots of, of pretty good content in there i got up to a higher level unlocked some more stuff and said yeah hell let's go back and try pvp again and once i got there it was actually quite enjoyable i felt that i mean you still get stomped sometimes you still dominate sometimes i mean that's just the nature of, of competitive games but was I was able to kind of escape that PvE environment to kind of get a feel for the game, get a feel for the like, character, the movement, get some better gear, some more perks. And when I went back, it was a lot more enjoyable. So, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, that the PvE needs to be more than just an add-on to, to Legion. It needs to be an actual part of the game, a main feature, not just some side thing you do. Because I think it needs to be engaging, it needs to be enjoyable, and people need to be able to go there and like going there so they can get a feel for the game and then when they want to go into the pvp they can and i think that or rather i worry that they're going to kind of just stick the the, the pve as a, like a little side grade onto the, the the corner of the game and if it's not enjoyable if it doesn't feel like it's an actual part of the game people aren't going to necessarily want to do it and they're going to get stomped in pvp and just hate the game overall so again half the game needs to be pve half needs to be pvp and i think they need to make sure they give proper uh, attention to both to actually make it feel balanced. And I think the okay, Destiny, yes. for the most part, does a pretty good job at that. Like, like I said, it has its issues, of course, but I do feel like I actually had an escape from the PvP when I needed it to kind of cool off or level up or, or gain some new weapons and stuff. I agree with that, actually. Here, here to that. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Iron Wolf, any other thoughts? Well, this is only my opinion from the beta that I've played, but I feel like this, um, if anything that this, uh, we need to learn from Destiny is not to over spoon feed players. Although Destiny is very quite approachable, um, game for just about any audience member out there, um, I didn't like how it con con consistently tried to grab hold of my hand and yank me around as we start romping around through, um, uh, last bit of the beta, including the moon phase as well. The other you thing know, you, I, sorry, mate. Carry on. I've got, an, and, I've got another opinion there about that. Cool. Nice shout. And one more gripe: the moon gravity. <laughs> no, you know what? What I really hope that TCP don't do is they fall into the the uh, pre-order and overhype thing because the media and YouTube particularly get everyone so riled up with a frothy mass with regards to the game. People get the game and are underwhelmed. You know, this is what's getting me. It happened with Infamous, it happened with Watch Dogs, it happened with every game that's launched since the new gen consoles have launched. They overhype the thing, they overhype the experience, they overhype every single bleeding thing out there, alright? And case in point, Destiny, it got 180 awards. For what? What What? what, what were the awards for? What? I mean, what? So, yeah, you know, overhype, complete overhype. If CCP can kind of advertise it and not overhype it, I think it'll yeah. be brilliant. Well, you know, some of that's the player's fault, though. Is you know, is you know, it's, it's the journalist's fault for that, not necessarily the player's fault. The we are the players. The we play know how good the, the game the, is. The, but no, I mean, like before before the game is even out, before people have played the game, there's so much 
expectation that it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, I mean, I do it with television shows. Um, in particular, um, I, I held for a good year that Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be the best TV show that had ever hit television. Um, it wasn't. Um, it's pretty good. I actually, it got a lot better towards the end of the season. I'm really excited about this year, but as I digress from the topic completely, um, players do a lot of that themselves. And one of the things you would have no- you might have noticed on the forums uh, before Destiny's launch was the eight, eight billion threads about, well, what do you, what's CCP going to do? Because Legion is launching in two, three, whatever days, and it's going to kill Dust. And that's the same thing we've seen with like every other major game to release since Dust launched. Um, Were you going to say two, three quarters? Oh, there we go. Dust uh, is now going to convert to Legion in six to nine months. There we go. I think you meant Destiny. <laughs> I, I, Destiny in two or three days is what I said. Uh, so, I was about to say, Bam Tinfoil is best tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bam Tinfoil's covered that, in bacon grease, that was bro. Like, that was like the kind of stretch you get where they, people are like adding and subtracting numbers to confirm Half-Life 3. Um, that was that tier of tinfoil. I'm sorry, I don't know when Legion's coming. You can, you're not going to be able to get anything out of me because I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think the thing for me is that everyone's jumping on the hype train and I just refuse to for Destiny. I mean, it, it is a fun game. Don't, don't don't get me wrong there. I'm enjoying playing it. I'll probably continue playing it for, for a long time. But, I mean, people were, were totally convinced it'd be this brand new, amazing, groundbreaking game experience. And honestly, it's not. It's a fun game. And what it did was take some really cool concepts from a bunch of really good games and mash them together in a way that actually worked. So thus you get a good game. So I might stress to CCP that it's okay to basically plagiarize what you know works and then add your own twist on it because that's basically what Destiny did. If CCP could produce a game like Destiny and kind of add that CCP flair to it, I think the game would be incredible because it's okay to take what works and put it together because, I mean, I, I think that Destiny has definitely made that happen to a great extent. I will say, though, that press is part of the um, blame for the hype. For example, the most recent article about how Destiny made $500 billion on its first day. Uh, if you were to read the Activision's own little press release in very small print, it's not sold, it's sell-in. Basically, the number of copies they shipped out was equivalent to $500 million. Tricky, tricky. And no, so many other video game journalist websites have picked it up and mistranslated that, so to say. Well, there's no doubt they have a very smart marketing team. Well, it wasn't smart enough because the stockholders for Activision uh, dumped, dumped a lot of stock that day. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Uh, you know, like I said, guys, and, and uh, it, the interesting thing about it is, is I'm a huge fan of trying to get your hands on a lot of different games just so you can see the different stuff out there. And, and the reality is, you know, like I said, we are all, all gamers. Um, I was talking to a, uh, a bro of mine earlier, and I, I, the best way I can sum it up is that, you know, I get a lot more out of uh, the people that I've met playing Dust than I get out of the actual game itself. And that really holds true for any game that you're playing. Um, and that's why you see a lot of guys actually coming over from Dust into different games like Destiny or even Battlefield back, you know, a few months ago. And they're trying to find guys that they already play, in Dust, play with in Dust because it's more about your you know, the community connections, the gamer, the social gamer connections that you make. Uh, and that's, and you got to give CCP some, some serious props for it. They are, I, I would not say they are unique, but they are clearly uh, kind of on their own island when it comes to the ability to build incredibly 
long-lasting and dynamic player communities, or at least foster the growth thereof, if not actually build it themselves. To so, put it in uh, easy man terms, they're brilliant at making a very social networking game. Yeah, I, I think you're you're spot on with that, and uh, it's. Uh, I, I think that is that is the thing that I really wish that they would. Um, they would really play to their strength going forward. That's the one thing I, I even said that coming out of the you know the fan fest debacle was if they would just play to the things that they do really well, they would be so much better off. Um, so that that being said, guys, I think we've had a a pretty a pretty pretty fun show tonight. We 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 had to inject a little a little bit of random craziness as we so we brought in uh, the one and only Bam Havoc. So let's think about that random craziness. Things go bam, and there's a lot of havoc involved. Okay, that shit worked out. So that that's a pretty good deal. Uh, we did talk a little bit about uh, what the CPMs got going on, which is really just sort of helping out with the uh, the latest hot fix rounds. Talked a little bit about the million million clone challenge and how Bam Havoc is single handedly going to reach somewhere around nine hundred ninety nine thousand clones, and we just got to drag everybody else across the finish line. All me, baby, all me. <laughs> and. Uh, and, and I think it, we did start something that was new for the show, which is uh, Pokey's sort of fit of the week kind of discussion, which I think is a, is a really nice little ad where you can nerd out, but you got you to gotta keep it real and you got to make it fun. So I think that worked out pretty good. And then we had a pretty interesting little, uh, like a, a Twitter face off that was kind of kind of humorous. But but at the end of the day, the, the one thing I will say to everybody out there and, and to all you guys here in the uh, in the room with me, like the, the reason you can have adult and you know impassioned discussions about this stuff is because at the end of the day we all care, care about the player community and we want ccp to turn out a good game and we want them to, to work with us as as a partner and, and i think that that's no different than anybody in this channel if you're on a, a podcast about dust you know coming I mean, come on you you actually have some investment here so i i think the the good thing is that we're all approaching it from uh you know a, a pretty a pretty mature way and i and i like that and 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 to the point that yes, things can can often get a little bit toxic in some of the forums, yeah. But that's just kind of how it goes, unfortunately. But the cool thing is when you actually meet somebody on comms and you talk it out, nine times out of ten you find out they're not as you know neither party is as big as an asshat as the other guy thinks. Um, for the record, well, that, that depends entirely on how, how much Fosters you've had in a given day, because I know you don't actually drink good beer; you drink Fosters. Um, so. That, the, the what? Game. No, <laughs> Cronenberg, bro. Cronenberg, the best. Ooh. Okay, that's legit. I can't really mess with you on that one. But uh, yeah. the good thing is, what I what I honestly would recommend if you've ever if you've never done this before, like if you have a beef with a guy on the forums, be cool with him. Don't troll back, and then literally, don't try to invite him to squad with you next time, and then just talk to him. I guarantee, like the vast majority of times. Uh, you'll find out they're actually a pretty good dude, and they're just—they're actually trying to voice their opinion. And and often when you actually speak to somebody with, with your voice and not your your you know independent little fingers there, uh, you're a lot more—it's um, a lot more positive of a discussion. Now you always are going to get that ass hat that you got to deal with, but even that can be fun on occasion. So with that, guys, um, we're going to go ahead and knock out some shout-outs. We're going to call it an evening. So we'll lead off with our guest star tonight, Bam Havoc. Any shout-outs for the crew? Uh, yes, uh, firstly, uh, the guy running this podcast, thank you very much, uh, you've always, uh, set me up, thank you very much, uh, Soraya, sorry for giving me such a hard time, uh, Pokey, I like your style, uh, Ratty, uh, Ratatati, uh, keep up the good work, dude, uh, you've done sterling work, I like the mechanics that you're putting in and the balancing you're doing, if, uh, Fox4 ever does listen to this, bro, 
No hard feelings. Uh, just uh, uh, be careful you what you say. I have to. You have to. All that jazz. And uh, yeah, anyone else listen to this? Uh, thank you very much. And uh, sorry if I ruined your evening. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> and if there are any no. ladies out there, hello. This, <laughs> this, is, this is why we bring him in here. Uh, and Iron Wolf Saber. I'd like to give a shout out to CCP Retati and CCP uh, uh, Logic Bro uh, for continuing work on Dust 514. And I'd like to give a shout out to um, Bam for showing up for tonight and uh, keeping things entertained. Uh, I don't know. All right. And Pokey Draven. Uh, just shout out to everyone that's working on Dust, uh, both developers, CPM, and community. You know, I think we've gotten a lot of really good work done the past few months. A lot of stuff that should have been done a long time ago, but we're getting it done now. And it's it's really good to see. And it's actually reignited a lot of the, the fire I've had for this game. So much prop to you guys. Thank you. Yep, yeah, no problem. SMB? Sure. Uh, just again, I just want to clarify that uh, that was Molon Labe that is now number one all time <laughs> in, in War Points, not Sir Manboy. That's uh, Molon Labe. Uh, congratulations, guys, again, uh, my fellow bros in Molon Labe for you know staying together, for uh, putting the work in. It's a, it's a fantastic accomplishment. Uh, I love the community and, uh, you know, great job. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Ratati and Logi Bro for all the hard work that they're putting into the game. Uh, Logi Bro, enjoy your uh, your time off, my friend. It's well-deserved. And uh, there's been some discussion internally um, with CPM and Ratati about all of the fantastic activity that we're seeing in South America. Um, in countries like Brazil with respect to dust. And I just want to say to, to all you guys down there in South America, you know, thanks for supporting the game. Thanks for playing. Uh, some of you guys are fantastic competitors. I always look forward to running into you in games. So thank you so much for supporting the game and uh, you know, have fun out there. Are you, are you, are you telling me you're going to give the Portuguese update at some point? <laughs> the Portuguese update. Is that like a, is that like the Portuguese breakfast or what? what is that? That's well. Well, in Brazil, they they do not speak Spanish; they speak Portuguese. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I can speak Wait, neither you're, Spanish you're, nor Portuguese. So you're you're in Florida, man. You're closer to them than I am. I'm like I'm like as far northwest as you can get. Even I know that. <laughs> Is it bad that I can speak both Spanish and Portuguese along Are with you, four African languages and French? Is that is that a bad thing? That sounds like bad. a humble brag. It's not bad, but it sounds like a humble uh, it's, brag. It's 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 a humble brag. Yes. <laughs> that. It's See, a bad thing. Trust me, it's a bad I, thing. I, I can but speak enough French to get I, that I, I was able to get along in Paris pretty well, but um, I'm not fluent by any stretch. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not fluent in either of those languages. Uh, all I can say in French is, uh, and Spanish and Portuguese is, uh, to be as pleased, my friend is paying. That's that's all I really know how to say in either of those languages. So yeah. See that that's what I was about to catch you up on. You notice he, he said he speaks. He didn't he didn't say he was fluent or conversant in. <laughs> so, yeah. so well, free beer for me though, bro. I got two free beers. Boom. I may have him beat on French then, because I I was able to I can interact with people in France in in French, but um generally I am praying and hoping that uh, and I was very lucky in the case that many times they did that they would respond to me in English. <laughs> Yeah, no, like all of my foreign language skills are generally wrapped up into things that basically translate to, you know, show me your hands, put, you know, face down the ground or, uh, you know, where is, where is some guy? So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of limited, but I can speak that in a lot of languages, but it's, it's, it's very, very limited. So uh, it, it doesn't go over really well at parties. It's thrown it out there. All the, well, it depends on the party, but the, um, uh, with that, we'll go with the, uh, 
Mr. Rizel for the uh, for the last shout yeah, out. I, I have I have two shout outs. Um, I'm gonna give my first shout out to CCP Fox Four because um, uh, he's awesome and and I love him no matter what he says on Twitter. Um, and uh, my second my second shout out goes to Dayquil um, because Dayquil is a wonderful thing. Um, and uh, it, it, whoever whoever came up with that just deserves all praise in the world. Uh, there's there's something to be said for being able to get by on uh, on chemicals. I mean, it's been done in the, done by many a famous person in the world, and you certainly wouldn't be the first. So, uh, <laughs> and, and I at least refer to you as dust famous. So, uh, with that, guys, for for shout outs for me. Um, Actually, I've got I've got I'm gonna kind of go a little sideways on your first shout outs. The uh, over on the Eve side, there's a couple of podcasts that uh, that we listen to or that we've uh, that actually got us started. Like so, a lot of people know that we kind of got our start from the Podside podcast on, on the Eve side. It's a long, very long running Eve podcast, and those guys have continued to support us. A lot of our comms architecture. It's not just long running; it's also actually just straight long. Too. Yeah, it is, and 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 it is a a lot of interesting discussions in there. It's literally like a bar room discussion at any night. But uh, I would like to give uh, uh, Pukin, Urzil, uh, Men, and uh, you know all those guys a, a quick shout out. Uh, so really appreciate the. Podside crew keeping up with us. And the other thing, there's one other podcast I would like to uh, to throw you guys out to. Uh, just give a quick shout out. It's called the High Drag Podcast. It's ran by uh, two guys, uh, Random McNally and uh, Kyle Yanowski, uh, and they are both really good dudes. And I've been having some discussions with uh, with Random. He's a really good guy, uh, but I highly recommend that you engage their podcast. Now, here's an interesting one for you dusters out there that haven't ever tried Eve, or maybe you, you've Toked up for the like a month at months of subscription to see what all the jazz is about. Um, High Drag Podcast is actually a very new player friendly podcast, and they do talk uh, talk about a lot of things that are uh, are really relevant to newer players. And it's a good way to get guys turned onto the game, or at least uh, help them be, help them be interested in the game. So, I, like I said, I want to give a shout out to the Podside Crew and to the High Drag Crew. So uh, with that, guys, we're going to bring episode 22 to a close, and we really appreciate it. Uh, we, uh, we really do enjoy the, uh, the Skype following and the Biomass channel. We have a lot of fun with that. Uh, and we will get this back up on, let's see, probably YouTube and on iTunes probably in the next 24 hours. So, guys, we will see you in game.